Welcome to Turn a Page, the official comic book club for Nerd Initiative. Each week, the NI Bullpen will be covering the world of comics, talking to creators, deep diving into some fantastic stories, and much more. Now let's hand it over to the team and turn a page. And what is going on, everyone? It is Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you are tuned in to Nerd Initiative YouTube for another edition of Turn a Page, the Nerd Initiative Comic Book Club. What is going on? My name is Ken M. You know me as the host of the ODPH podcast, but I'm also Nerd Initiative's Comics Editor-in-Chief. To my left, you're right at home. Take it away. Coming at you live and direct straight from the ODPH studios. My name is Off the Cuff Tom, Nerd Initiative's pop culture connoisseur. Let me tell you, this is going to be a wicked good uh, comic we're doing this evening. I'm just saying. Absolutely. And joining us, our other co-host, you know him as one half of the dyna dynamic duo of drafts and dialogue, bringing you the pop culture knowledge you need to know each and every week. It's Matt Roth from Hopskeeks News. Matt, what's happening? What up? It's a uh, feels like a celebration to me. No big deal. It's a uh, Boston day. Uh, we're having a wicked good time. Ked, we're going to have a wicked rage. And uh, the only thing more marvelous than Carol Danvers is a, uh, a green Bay Packer victory. So, you know, we're just giving all the vibes today. I was just going to say that that should be what we we talk about. I mean, I know off air, we were talking about nerd initiative sports. So chat, super chat, any other kind of chat we know about, don't lurk. Make your voice heard. If you want to see more of that content on here and more of the great, amazing things here at Nerd Initiative, there's a simple formula we do, and that is hit that QR code and make sure to contact Nerd Initiative, and it goes to the powers that be and lets you know what kind of fandoms you want to see at the home of pop, pop culture positivity. Is this another camera angle for Matt this week? Like, it, it might be. Like, seriously, we just need, like, can we get a montage at some point of just Matt's angles? Yeah, so I like look, guys. It's really important because if you look above me, Legos. See, like if I can get a better camera, and then on the other side, yeah, that's my Marvel shelf. I got like a whole entire like ensemble of essentially um, a, a full like multiversal battle sequence going out because I got the Daily Bugle, I got Avengers Tower, I've got the uh, Statue of Liberty sequence with the Spider Man from No Way Home, and then I've gotcha. got Guardians. I, I, of I see how it's coming together i got, I got a ton of those and then above that shelf is my batman harry potter and then across that shelf is all my star wars so you know i like to show off it's all about the angles right like maybe one week we're talking marvel maybe one week we're talking star wars you know it's just gotta gotta show out for the fans you know absolutely because that's what we do here at nerd initiative and then, like we say there's a very simple formula to do to make sure that you don't miss a moment of the content and it's a very simple, make sure to head on over, hit the subscribe button, smash that. Also make sure that you hit the bell notification so you don't miss anything going on. And also tap that like button because you definitely want to make sure the powers of B know that you like the programming you're seeing here, uh, once again, on the home of pop culture positivity. But enough of the quick plugs. We got to get into the story that is. And Tom, you were kind of alluding to the reason we're doing this. So why don't you break it down to our audience about what we're talking about today? So... More or less, uh, at my normal job, my nine to five, we got to look up every day, like what day is it, and so on and so forth. So, so that's why we some have picked in the past, like Buddy's Day. We did the Booster Gold and uh, Blue Beetle issue. So I found out today was National Boston Day. So I looked up what characters are from Boston, and apparently Carol Dan was. Uh, if you didn't know, she was just from around a Rotary. She just came out of the packy one day, and then she found out that she had these superpowers because her mom was uh, human and her dad was half Cree, and then she got like wicked smart and got these unbelievable powers, and. It was 
was just fantastic, and, and that's pretty much all I'm going to do for this uh, boss. <laughs> I was saying, seriously, I will hurt somebody's ears if not my own. I know. Oh, we're I good. Good. We're doing, doing the last Avenger. What's up, Matt? You're doing a pretty good job. Keep it going. No, well, thank you. I, I, I got to appreciate you. know, I watched plenty of episodes of uh, you watched uh, the departed guy. Uh, and you know, you got to turn it just a little bit uh, to the sideways because you know, they're, they're, they're not as close to Boston as uh, you think, you know, for being in Quahog. <laughs> it's all the same. Yes, it is. But it's also like I say, tying into Boston day, as we say, mm-hmm. and, and shout out to everybody celebrating it. We found a, a certain hero that represents Boston very well. Yes, she's originally born and bred in Boston, apparently. She likes her baked beans, her lobster, and going down to the aquarium. And that is who, Matt? It's me. Oh, wait, sorry. It's Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel, of course. Yes, indeed. And we took one of our stories that we were kind of kicking around in the bullpen and saying, okay, what would be a great story to talk about? And there's one that popped up, and that is The Last Avenger. That came out by Kelly Thompson and Lee Garrett on the artwork. And this was kind of a crazy story, even just seeing the cover of the first issue for issue 12. Yes. Just really stood out. And, you know, like I say, when you see this cover, you're like, what is going on? Oh, no, it's a WTF moment. It's not a what's going on. It's a WTF moment. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so we are going to deep dive into the story of The Last Avenger. So if you've read this, obviously make your voice heard in the chat, super chat. And we are just going to give you that whole spoiler warning. We are deep diving into it. So if you haven't checked it out, you've been fair warned because we get into it in three, two, one. So this story kicks off in kind of a very unique way because at this time, the Avengers are living in the Sentinel helmet, uh, which is going on in Jason Aaron's run is in the early stages of that, which you haven't picked up that. I mean, obviously fantastic work there as well. And you're seeing that. That Thor is just out doing Thor things, shall we say. It's kind of just what he normally does on the mountain and just kind of cleaning around and he's trying to get down to business. But then all of a sudden he's attacked by an assailant and we're not really sure what's going on there. But if you're trying to pick a fight with Thor, you're really choosing a wrong idea, wouldn't you say, Tom? Uh, Dumb. <laughs> yeah. I think that's Dumb. the easiest way you could <laughs> you could describe it. That is just absolutely just the worst thing you can do for it. And as you're seeing the the fight with Thor is going absolutely the way you think it's going to go. And it's just getting more out of control because Thor obviously is not backing up. He's not backing down. And obviously you see this iconic shot on here and just I mean how incredible is this image, Matt? I really like this image, just particularly this opening battle, uh, because they're two powerhouses, right? It's right off the bat, just two absolute specimens, if you will, going toe to toe. And Thor initially is very much just like a man of business. Uh, he's throwing mm-hmm. that hammer around. He's got that iron fist, if you will. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good because at first you're like, well, I know this is Captain Marvel, but like, what's going on with her suit? There's a lot of questions, uh, and she's really getting it handed to her at first. Well, you have to think about it. It's, it's Thor. Obviously, Odin's. he's bred for this. Yeah, I mean, this is what he lives for. He lives the fight. And as you're seeing, the fight is just going kind of back and forth. And, I mean, if you haven't, like, put it together, Carol Danvers is arguably the most powerful hero in the Marvel Comics universe. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I give that. So anytime that you're you're seeing this happen, yeah. it's really kind of going into a, a an odd place because 
you're not used to seeing anybody go toe-to-toe with Thor, and then when you see it's Carol and it's, and it's revealed that it's her, Thor is like, what the heck is going on? Oh, Odin's beard. What what the heck is going on? I mean, it, it's one of those moments. I mean, going back to that full-page uh, first panel, you know, um, it's... I mean, just look at the the fact that just the artwork right there. You've got this sexy black sleekness that Carol's got in, you know, with the red suit. But just the artwork right there with, you know, Thor's got uh, Mjolnir up like that. And just even just the projection of the light coming off of it, it really had this yin-yang kind of feeling to me. Seeing it, it's like, okay, something big is going on here. So that that's how I interpreted it. I mean, also, I mean, it's big old barrel-chested Thor. I mean, have at thee. Yeah, I mean, he's just sitting there, obviously, just ready to take on anybody and anything. And you're just seeing this battle is just going back and forth. And it lives up to that big fight feel. You know, we kind of always talk about that when you see two icons going head-to-head. This lives up to it. And that's, you know, like, especially when you get a miniseries or whatnot, this is like one of those big, you know, BBEG kind of battles that you'd expect in an issue three or issue four or issue five, you know, of that said run. This is issue one. Yeah. Well, I think Kelly Thompson wanted to set the groundwork early. Like, if you're going to have a story that is centered around somebody trying to take out Thor, and then as you deep dive into more as we go on, you know you want to make sure that that is definitely drilled home. And I think Thompson really set the stage here so well with it. The level was high. Yeah, that you see this fight going all over the place, and even when it winds up in space a little bit, and then you get this shot where Carol Danvers is unloading in Mjolnir. Like, Matt, what is your reaction to this as it's going down? It was interesting, right? Because first we got to see some of the lightning abilities, and now she kind of takes her gloves off in a in a manner, if you will, and you're getting to see like her abilities on display, and you're kind of like, all right, is she destroying Mjolnir? Like, what is her play here? Because a, a sequence, you know, they talk about is like how it his he actually powers her up a little bit, and so you're like, is is she trying to like use that against him, like power it up and uh? It leads to some questions, but like there's some really beautiful shots in this fight sequence. Yeah, I mean, you go from fighting through some ice and then now you're in space and the colors are really, really beautiful. And it's very fast paced. It gives off like that, you know, like WrestleMania, that match that like has been built up. And now this is the main event. That's that's what it has is that very, very big main event vibe to it to start off the, the issue. Oh, absolutely. And then even when you get to the one moment in space where... Thor thinks he's going to be able to finally end Danvers in this round, and he winds up losing Mjolnir. And then you get the shot of him just getting the full brunt of Carol's attack. And, I mean, this sequence is just absolutely wild to see play out. I Just watching this go down because Thor is waiting on Mjolnir to come back, and it's not happening, and just you see this moment. And not that there was any question of a doubt, just like this was a heavyweight bout, but... This is game over. Mm-hmm. And this just leads into the when you see that she's just sitting there so upset bringing him back to where she's doing. Because at this point, we don't really know what's going on per se, but you're just seeing just this all unfold until you get the final shot where you see that she's bringing Thor's head to a mysterious figure that is known as the Vox Supreme. Yep. And... How this goes, I mean, that's literally how they end issue one with the tagline, five to go. 
I mean, Matt, talk to me about what you're seeing as this is all going down. I mean, Carol's just got some of that classic Boston road rage, man. I get it too. And that's where my accent comes out all the time. <laughs> that's, that's what I get going, you know, give me a little bit of traffic and I get that road rage going. But uh, on a serious note, it, one of the standouts for me within this entire battle sequence is her inner monologue she has going on. It's, I think what it does really well is it showcases her wits. Yeah, she's a powerhouse. But more than that, too, like she knows her the people she's fighting. She knows what she's up against. She knows how to use their powers against them. And it's that inner monologue for me. And going into this, like I've never read this before until today. And I was just kind of like, wow, this is interesting, uh, especially when we get that shot of just her holding up Thor's head. And you're like, oh, wow, they're actually doing this. And to me, like Thor is dead. Like what? How are they going to forgive you? You're carrying a headless Thor. You know, it's just like, who's going to forgive you? What is this? And you're just left with so many questions. And uh, it's it was a really, really good first issue to introduce into this little run. Yeah, I mean, Tom, what's your thoughts? I mean, just that's the initial chapter off the on you know from the onset right there just seeing everything that happened and then when she finally gets her the mask reveal and we see this like you know emoed out you know really bad mascara uh, carol we know something's wrong and she's doing this for some reason and then you know we see this uh vox supreme dude that looks like a mashup of venom uh ultron uh and uh oh man who am i thinking of somebody there's another character with dreads i'm thinking can't put it together right now bishop okay okay yes. you put bishop venom and ultron together that's what i saw and mm. yeah i was like okay who's this dude what is going on why is he okay next five to go yeah i mean that's literally how it goes down and then you i mean just to kind of put it in perspective you see and we're going to kind of jump ahead because one of the covers for issue 15 shows this and the artwork by Mark Brooks too on the covers too is just awesome amazing in this because you do see the villain right here and what he's doing to Carol dude it's and like I a mean, souped up predator yeah Vox Supreme is definitely you know unleashing his fury there and like I say it, it's kind of just a, a bold st- sequence of events but as you're seeing there's the control he has this is just a, an amazing, like, welcome introduction because if he's causing Carol to go after the Avengers, it's like, what is he capable of doing? Like, what, you know, what is his motivation here? And it's just, it's absolutely wild to see because as we start going into the next chapter, she's taking out Tony, Tony Stark and they have another crazy battle that goes on. And I mean, this kind of falls, you know, almost in the same pattern as the Thor battle. Because she's just sitting there, just taking out everybody, even though it's kind of revealed that she has a little ulterior motive going on during all this. I mean, Tom, when you're kind of seeing that what her plan is during this whole sequence, like what's going through your head? Well, finding out that Carol has a little pocket dimension friend, Ascension pocket dimension, and she actually has uh, Tony and Thor both in there. Sadly, Tony doesn't have a suit on. He's, you know, trying to save the world in just his uh, nightgown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or his moo it was <laughs> yeah, his, his robe yes i don't know i kind of like saying nightgown with it anyway um okay there there's a reason there's a thing and then we find out you know that there's all these cree um refugees and now we're getting the backstory and okay she's 
uh, yeah, she's trying to save these Cree refugees that are being held hostage by the Vox Supreme. And so I'm like, okay, there's a there's a method to the madness, but I, I still don't like the fact that the suit did we, did, was that in this issue that we understood that the suit was controlling her? If not, spoiler. Yeah, I mean, it was a little later we find out because we start getting the backstory about what is going on. And then, I mean, it just kind of rolls into what it, she discovers as she's going on is obviously with the whole camp there and the Vox Supreme putting everything together, she does wind up crashing into a, uh, a hidden base in Jersey and then, lo and behold, what does she find here, Matt? The image on the screen. She, uh, she clones, man, and it all kind of starts to come together at this point because you see clones, and you're like, I'm "Oh, I'm totally not surprised." Don't drink the water in New Jersey, or don't drink the Charles River water in Boston, because the next thing you know, you're going to come out with three heads and whatever else. But yeah, like clones, and suddenly things start to fall in place, and the puzzle pieces are coming together. Yeah. I mean, Tom, when you're seeing that image, like what's going through your head? It's New Jersey. <laughs> hey, I'm a native Philadelphian. I'm allowed. Um, no, I was I was really surprised. Okay, so if you think about it, between what Matt said about her inner monologue and where we're at with this, you know, finding the clones, I got to give Carol some credit here. You know, a lot of people always, you know, consider Carol as just a, I'm going to go in, punch, smash, you know, I'm just going to punch through my problems. She's got a little Batman tendency going on right now. She's thought the next step. She's planned ahead. Now, whether or not it was the best plan is, you know, still remain to be seen. But I was impressed that, okay, all right, I'm here. I'm with it. Let's mm -hmm. go. What do you got next? Yeah. I mean, the one thing that she is, she's, she's very tactful in, you know, planning out things. I mean, that's why she's up there with Steve Rogers as a leader of the Avengers. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's another thing. I guess my preconceptions of Captain Marvel were um, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, Avengers Assemble, you know, all the, the mainstream continuities we've seen her. And I haven't really gotten the idea of where she is or who she is in this particular run, which is a nice breath of fresh air. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, it just kind of plays into just, you know, what she's up against, but the fact that she's strategizing against the Vox Supreme. Yeah. And knowing that, okay, if she doesn't do this mission... All these refugee camps are going to be killed. Like she understands how high the stakes are, and she's also working with the Avengers because if she tips off her hand, and especially with how the suit that she's wearing is how she's being controlled, mm -hmm. is kind of a different element thrown in here. I love how Thompson sets this up because she's still doing what she has to do, and even though she has to face each Avenger individually, like Black Panther, she winds up taking out, and then we get. Uh, arguably her strongest test to date, and that is She-Hulk. And, I mean, the cover here just kind of says it all as they're going at it. And even at this time, too, in the comics, Jennifer Walters is also, like, the size of Bruce Banner and just, like, just a sheer massive human being. They took an American gladiator, turned it green. <laughs> I mean, honestly. I, I love you, Zap. I love you, Laser, you know, but the, was it Labor? Yeah, Laser was one of the other female uh, gladiators back in the 90s. But yeah, like seriously, that's exactly what they did. That's yeah. that's just how okay. I, I wasn't what, what the biggest again? fan yeah. either. I like this is this at this point. Like I'm still very much into this fight, but I wasn't as into as it, I was the Thor fight at this point. And I know we're gonna try to talk about some things that didn't work for us. And I'm gonna say that I don't think this fight necessarily like it was smart in the way that she handled 
Jen, you know, she, she sends the electrodes or electric, you know, through her brain to kind of like short circuit her for a brief time and knock her out. Like all that was smart, but I wasn't a big fan of how she was drawn and, you know, cause it, it was just almost like there was like a blob on the page fighting Carol. And so that one didn't really necessarily work for me. Um, but otherwise it, it was cool again, like, okay, now you're seeing more of that, that battle of wits. Like I said, she, she fries her brain, sends her into like shock, knocks her out just long enough after she has to deal with black Panther too, who was actually waiting for her. And you get to see black Panther and how smart he is on display being like, I, I noticed that Thor and Tony are gone and it was a matter of time before you came for me. And he sets up this whole trap and I was like, Oh, that is dope. Like I was I, loving I've that. I got a good question for you, Ken. You're more familiar with this run than, than both Matt and I. Mm -hmm. Is this the first time we've ever seen, you know, flame on hair, Carol? No. Okay. No, uh, I believe it's how it's happened a few other previous times. Okay, cool. So. I was just wondering because, you know, we saw that as she's fighting Jen and then obviously we're going to, it comes back around. So I was wondering if this was a, the next step or next evolution of carol and her powers and also um let's put a little bit more emphasis on the fact the whole thing with the kree uh this interpretation of jen was actually half human half kree not uh you know as opposed to some of the other iterations. for carol danvers you mean yep for carol danvers okay. for captain marvel uh that she was half kree herself as opposed to the other ones where she was either irradiated by marvell's powers or we see in the comic books or in the movies you know a child of the tesseract mm -hmm. so i think that gave her a, a bigger connection to saving the Kree, the way I saw it. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where it's been dived into a little more, which you see more connected with the MCU version, mm -hmm. which I think makes a lot more sense, and especially with how it was being, you know, her her origin is very complicated. Yeah. And you, you go through the entire history of her character. It's, like I say, complicated is the easiest way to describe it. So to see it in this manner, I think it really worked, and I think it was just another element to the story of where she's going with her character. And like I say, I think that was a big win for this, too, because especially when you're establishing where she is now. Mm -hmm. And we got to just remember, I mean, 2019 is right around when the movies are coming they, out. They actually, both the, the movie came out in 2019 as well. So yeah. I don't know if they decided that this, this was going to be a line in the sand moment. So we kind of understand the difference between comic book Carol and movie Carol. So. Well, you know, that's a great question. And I think that it's a smart play if they kind of really want to set that tone of making the comparison. So we'll have to see about, you know, how that is playing with that. I think they were tying in a lot mm -hmm. to where we were going with uh, the movies. Okay. Because you have to remember, anytime that you have a character that is making the big crossover to pop culture, and you know, especially in film or or the, you know streaming, you really are going to get a lot of fans on that character. And I think that what they want to see is they don't want to see anything that's completely like different, so to speak. But they want to see you know some similarities so they can connect with it. So I think that's kind of where they were going with it. Marvel was doing this at the same time too on on the the Disney shows. You know they. Uh, phased out Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, which by far is probably the best show of all. Oh, uh, without a doubt. Thank you. Wick, uh, wicked good theme song, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, also, uh, what's Spidey? Ultimate Spidey with uh, Josh from Drake and Josh. Another was, good one. Uh, or uh, Drake. It was, it was Drake, Drake, yeah. Bell. Drake Bell was Drake doing Bell. that one. Yeah. He was doing the voice, who I think was a great Spidey. Uh, that was getting phased out for the new Marvel Spider-Man. And then we also got Avengers Assemble, which 
were closer iterations, like you said, of their MCU version. So mm-hmm. I think it was an easier thing at the time that I think in the pop culture lexicon, in that particular moment, since everything was kind of crossing over and pop culture was becoming really main cult, you know, main culture, mm-hmm. that it was easier just to make them as close as possible. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's the smart play to do. Because mm-hmm. especially Merchandising. With, well, you know, but it, like I say, if you're having a whole pop culture audience, now check out the comics. Mm-hmm. You want to make it as accessible to them. That's why we do this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well no, but even even so, just to have that connection. So if you're going in there, what you see on the, the big screen is what you're you know holding in yeah. you know a different format. So like I say, and especially tying in together, but without fully making it feel like an MCU story. Yeah. Like that's the trick, and I think that you know Thompson did an excellent job with it, mm-hmm. and in, like a, along with a lot of the writers at this time, because it's it's a tough line to go, because fans are expecting a certain thing, but you want to tell your story in your way, and like I say, I think this is the one that really kind of stood out because you do have a lot more familiar faces. Yep, and to see how they're all you know connected here is great, but it's also telling a different story that you would see, and it didn't feel like a Civil War II ripoff. No. I guess it's kind of the easiest way I could describe it. Because the next one up on Carol's hit list is... Captain versus Captain. Yep. Captain America. And just this shot here, too. I, I loved how they set this up. And just the Best. dialogue, too, of just Steve Rogers is just kind of going like, you know, if we have to do this, let's do this. Mm-hmm. You know, you can definitely tell he's not looking forward to this, but obviously... He just has to go with this, and he does something uncharacteristic. He yields. And Matt, when you're seeing this play out, like, did you see him doing this? Yes and no, a little bit, because when she's heading his way, there's some illusion, right? She's like, now this final one I have to do, he knows that I'm stronger. Uh, and she's not looking forward to it. So when you pull up this one shot, that beautiful one shot, my God, of Cap, mm-hmm. and then he's like, Carol, I trust you. You have you must be doing this for a reason. I don't know what the reason is. I don't care what the reason is. It's very Captain America thing to do to trust his team to put so much trust in somebody that like, hey, they're just to to you. They just wiped out four other Avengers, you know, and by no means were they like cakewalks. And now you're like, all right, I trust you. There's my shield. Let's see what you have planned. That speaks to Cap. That's Cap right there. That's that's Kelly understanding. Captain America has fundamental right there. And it's just, it's a great sequence and kind of emotional in some ways too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think this just plays right into his character. Like you touched upon Matt, like, and I thought Thompson did a great job writing him here. I mean, Tom, Matt, Matt, Matt said what I said. Yeah. (laughs) Because especially this kind of leads us into the, the, you know, the, the tipping point, if you will, the final act, because now everybody's more or less been taken off the board. And Vox Supreme is not exactly, you know, done with Carol, so to speak. Well, don't forget, we got Hawkeye, too. No, that's true. Yeah. He's lurking around. And even he's like, why did you bring me Hawkeye? Yeah. <laughs> Poor Hawkeye. <laughs> because it all comes down to his master plan that he wants to clone the Avengers DNA and start uh, building an army based off Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Which, I mean, understandable, a complete supervillain move. So not yeah. super shocked with it. But especially to once Carol breaks away and then we start having this wild sequence break out because this is the fight that we've all been waiting for. She finally has like the sonic move a la Venom when Peter Parker had to get rid of the symbiote suit. What I say say earlier. What I say earlier. Yeah. 
You see the suit finally breaks free. Fox Supreme is not ready for this. And then we start getting down to business in the fight that we've been all been waiting for. And Carol is ready to go, too. Like I say, you have these moments where she is just, okay, time to go. Has Cap Shield, starts taking him out. And then we get, like, the backstory of what's going on, but it doesn't take too much away. And no. just as the insanity is breaking out, like, we get some very interesting sequences because, obviously, when we're dealing with anybody dealing with clones, there's chemicals involved. And then we get kind of an interesting sequence of events because Carol does, like, a metamorphosis. Uh, we get Captain Avenge Hulk. Yeah, she, you want to bring Hulk out, out? Yeah. <laughs> um, Carol got some weird DNA goo thing and, like, Seriously, uh, she started to develop. She got green. She got you know lightning powers. You, you saw Tony's face in her shoulder. Um, it was kind of gross. And uh, yeah, she Captain Avenger Hulk. Yeah, I mean Matt, when you're watching this play out, like what's going through your mind? It's a bar fight. You know, she gets she gets drunk on all these different powers, and then she's going to town. Like there's a really cool sequence here where she she's even wielding Mjolnir. And at first you're kind of like, how? But then you realize, duh, she has all their powers, right? Uh, and then there comes that next point where she's throwing up everywhere too, and you're just like, oh, man, that's another really gross sequence of events. And then you get, yeah, this one right here, you, you get this beautiful shot where she's like, all right, my brain, um, she flames on and she just burns it out of her body. And I thought that was really, really cool. And uh, she handles business, man. She handles business. And this is one of those sequences in comic books that really makes you kind of cheer internally. And uh, I really love when comics do that because it's exciting to watch. It's it's when anytime like a hero gets like this, how can you not be like, dude, this is so cool. Mm -hmm. Look at that little Kirby Crackle-esque bubbles just right there. Like, I see all the flames, but when I see those little bubbles, like, yeah, that's what I want to see. Yeah, like I said, Garbit's art this entire run was absolutely phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And it's just those little touches, too, because meanwhile, while all this is going on, the Avengers are going around, and they're rescuing everybody that was in those refugee camps. So Vox Supreme has no cards, you know, that he can play. He's literally at the mercy of Carol Danvers, who's obviously not ready to, to make nice for what she's had to go through. And we do see that she finally defeats him in just the iconic manner, you know, smashing him to smithereens, so to speak. And it provides just that moment where you're going like, okay, the you know, the good guys have won, the heroes win the day. And then, like, we kind of get, like, the walk-off moment, so to speak, with the rest of the Avengers that she's explaining what is going on. And I thought this was kind of a cool way to end this. Like, just you have all the Avengers just catching up with her and Thor is, you know, yelling Thor things. <laughs> Did you puke on Milner? Yeah. <laughs> How yeah, dare well, you? I didn't have to do it on my nightgown. <laughs> yeah. Like, of all the things that he's going to complain about, he's complaining about that. I mean, is he the god of hammers or is he the god of thunder? Come on. <laughs> well, you know, like I say, I, I love how they did the banter back and forth between everybody. Like, I think that they really yeah. played into, you know, just how they were as, as crazy as this all was going down. Like, this really had a sense of, like, okay, at the end of the day, we understand your plan. We'll stand by you. And just, you know, being a full team. And I think that that is just, you know, the essence of what the Avengers are about, too, that they had full faith in what Carol was doing and just like how they tied up loose ends, too. I mean, they just end with a couple more panels and it's that happy ending that, you know, we all kind of wanted a little shot of goose at the end too. Chewy. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, Chewy. it's, Chewy. it's Chewy. This is the movie version. Ah, see, I I'm so used to seeing Goose that I just go to that. Same. But they ended on a high note. It's a fun series. It's a fun you know end to the what has been a very entertaining series. And there's a lot to take away from it. Like I say, we we've kind of all spoken about the good things about this. But I'll start with Tom. What was anything that you didn't really like about this? I mean, I think Matt and I can both agree. Uh, I, I guess it was just the drawing at the time, uh, the design of of Jen. Like I said, it was American Gladiator Hulk. Mm. Matt, that's that's really all I got. There was there was nothing I really didn't get. The, uh, okay, you know what? Switch that. The the speed, like. I'm not complaining because it went so fast because this was a wham, you know, rock'em, sock'em robots, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, you know, five issues, quick, done. I wouldn't mind maybe an extra few panels of, you know, some sort of emotional heft. Like, we had to kind of pick it out of it. Mm. But, yeah, so that that's my only only other thing. Like, it was, you know, it was, fi- it was further, faster, stronger type of uh, type yeah. writing there. That's... Yeah. Essentially what I was going to say too, uh, Tom and I are sharing a brain tonight, right? Like the, yeah, the drawing was a little bit like, okay, but really in movie terms, if we are going to go back to trying to talk about the movies, it, it was a 90 minute movie. It was fast. It was very much like you're here now you're there. This is happening. Boom, 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 boom. Nothing ever really had a chance to breathe. And I get it like comics. There was constraints. You, you only got a certain limited amount of panels and time for what the story is that you have to tell. Uh, and it wasn't a bad story by any means, but no, not at all some of it could have breathed a little bit more like maybe at the end, like, cause you're, you're worried about her Cree people. And then that kind of just like, okay, we're done. Everybody's happy now, but there just could have been a little bit more there for me. Yeah. 110 pages. I mean, you know, technically comic books, usually 22 pages. So 110 pages, I probably had sucked up in like 15 minutes. Yeah. It didn't take long to read at all. Yeah. No, it's a very fast read, but I, you know, I think the, the big takeaway from this is, I thought it moved fast, but then again, it, it's the gift and the curse, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Because when you see that first cover, you know something is going on, and Carol Danvers is taking on every single Avenger. And I think the one thing that was great, but it also hurt it as well, is the first chapter is all Cap versus Thor. Second chapter, all Cap versus Iron Man. And then we kind of have the split of Black Panther and She-Hulk. And you're just, you're, you're not given like everybody like the equal amount of time by the time we get to the end. Like, I understand what they're trying to establish because, okay, if you take out Thor and how that ends too with the decapitated head, it does send a very big message like, whoa, like this, the stakes are that high. But I just think it's like when you start getting into that middle section we're trying to really speed up things Mm -hmm. instead of like, if you're going to do something like that, maybe each issue, you only pick a a couple of Avengers, make it a one, make it a one V one almost. We almost have to in in a sense. And let's not also forget the other Avengers that were in the book too. You know, Mm -hmm. we did call up, you know, to go around and save all the Kree, all the, you know, the extra Avengers we had echo to last week's episode. Make sure you check the links. Uh, you know, we had Hazmat. We had, uh, you know, a whole slew of other... Ghost Rider. You know, Ghost Rider. We had Spider-Woman. Like, you know, it was nice to see, you know, the the B-team or the reservists come up as well. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the one thing if you want to do the Avengers at that time. And especially the team was pretty big at that moment, too. I mean, well, it wasn't like the Jonathan Hickman run where that was a little 
that had literally I think at one point like everybody just my opinion of that like it had so many characters involved you're an Avenger and you're an uh, Avenger. I but think it, that's but the obviously. one thing is sorry go ahead Ken I'm sorry no 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 but I think that's the one thing too is just like when you have that much of a cast and you're juggling around it does become tougher to do but again you you know you said it was a good idea to go along with the mainstream media so that's what they did they went with the four biggest characters they had mm-hmm. on the Avengers at that time yeah so no like I say it's a gift and a curse with mm-hmm. that but it's just like for me as as a reader, I'm like, okay, I'm fully invested. Iron Man thing is like, okay, yeah, same kind of deal went down. And then we're just, we're trying to, you know, really get to the end. But I don't really think it, t- it took away too much. It just, it went really fast, but I'm not like mad about it. Yeah. Because there's one thing, it was just like, I would have liked to seen maybe a little more Vox Supreme other than just like, hey, I control Carol's suit. I'm making her do this. Like. A little more like detail to his character, I think, was the only thing I was really missing. Has he come back since? I'll be honest. To my knowledge, I don't. In chat, please correct me if I'm wrong. I don't believe so. Hey, Marvel, there's a hook right there somewhere. I mean, there's possible to run it back. I like I say, I personally don't know, but you know, that's that's what I say. We throw it up to social media to find out. But it's one of those scenarios. I'm sorry, go back. I was just going to say, you know, alluding to real quick is um, I think what gave us the illusion there's going to be a lot more was the fact that the initial cover had so many more Avengers on it, too. And I think that's why we set up our expectations to be like, oh, Scarlet Witch is going to be in this. Uh, That would have been a really cool battle. How does she deal with magic? Things like that. So I think a little bit of that played into why I was like, oh, that that's it. Well, it was also the roster at the time too, right? And like I say, and and for She Hulk being you know the size of Bruce Banner, there is a reason it was in the comics, and I I I have to I want to say she was reinfected with uh, gamma radiation, yeah. So that's what caused it. But still, like it it kind of will throw you for a loop because at some points it's just like almost too, you know, too blocky. I guess if I can use that, just like too too much is like it's not fully defined, right? It's just more like you know like a. Like a Lego character, like a, a blocks. Yeah, big fig. Yeah, so if I can say blocky, mm-hmm. you know. But it, like I say, it didn't take me out of the story. It, it was having a side table and an armoire. You know, you just the sizes just they didn't. Yeah, match. right. Well, I, but that's the one thing too is just you know the interpretation. But like I say, that's kind of the artistic freedom too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I say, because whatever you see, because the Hulk, the Hulk is just a massive character. It, it's a Hulk. So if you're trying to do She Hulk like. Bruce Banner in that aspect, yeah, it's going to be kind of over there. I just didn't think it was like as defined, but, but that's just my opinion of it. I think that it, going that right now, I know we're we're tangenting here, mm-hmm. but I think that if Jen had has now re-upped, uh, there's a fine line that you have to run with female characters, um, being effeminate, and especially in the case of you know She-Hulk being you know. Muscular. Mm -hmm. So I think that because they went so big, literally grandiose size with, you know, Shulky, that trying to get those effeminate figures and whatnot or steering clear of, you know, ultra super defined musculature, I think it it was a good way to just, you know, there was going to be feedback for it. I mean, obviously, that's why we're talking about it right now. Um, that I, I think they found a good middle ground between you know all the aspects you could be working with at that point. Mm-hmm. Might might not be the best, but I, you know taking a little bit from each pile, this is the best we could get. Yeah, I mean it's almost like the same thing in, in the sense of like Kingpin and Across the Spider Verse. 
and just how like super proportioned. Exactly. Like that was the kind of same vibe I had here. Very perfect example. Yeah. Just because like he was just so over the top massive. And I understand what they were trying to do and illustrate that to the viewer watching at home mm-hmm. of just how imposing he was. Yep. But there was almost a point of, like it was overkill. Yeah. And I think that might have been like a fault here. But I don't think it took away too much from the story overall. Because, I mean, we got to give our grades on it, and I think it's going to be pretty positive going around the board. So, Matt, why don't we start oh, with you? Man. Oh, I was, oh, if, if I can also oh, yeah. mention, it's talking about the artwork and, and character designs and whatnot. Um, I wasn't familiar with Thor at the time. And uh, what, one thing I did appreciate was the fact that a lot of these character designs definitely gave me a very big, you know, late 90s, big, huge barrel-chested feel mm-hmm. like we did when we did, you know, Secret Invasion, but in a toned-down form. Like, we didn't have... Massive Pectula, Captain America, you know. Yeah, we had big old barrel-chested Thor this way, but not this way that he had, you know, cleavage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't like the old school 90 days. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, I think it was, it was hey, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Deflating this a little bit. Oh, they just all put it in the chat. <laughs> it was oh, Rob Layfield. <laughs> oh, man, my grade. God, you know, I think it – there was a lot of positivity overall. I think I'm gonna go 8.5 on this one out of 10. Um, just for the fact that I think there was some, a little bit more, uh, I think I ordered, I wanted a double cheeseburger and I think I got a single cheeseburger, which it still hit the spot, but I would have, mm-hmm. I was still left with like, man, I could have, I could have had just a little bit more for me there, which, uh, which we all kind of agreed on. So that's mine. Not bad. I enjoyed the story. It was cool seeing her battle of wits, taking out each Avenger. The artwork was really phenomenal overall. Um, so yeah, 8.5 firm for me. All right. Tom. I'm, I'm right at the same point. Uh, I think, uh, I would say eight, I wouldn't give it an 8.5. Um, I guess I found a little bit more faults in it. Like I said, between the, the speed of it and uh, again, some choice character designs, uh, you know, I, I could have gotten another issue out of it. Right. Yeah. At mm-hmm. the same time, or I could have got a few more panels one way or the other. So it's an eight for me. I have to agree with Tom. I think this is an eight. I think this is a great story, though, because what you essentially get if you're not familiar with Carol Danvers is just how powerful she is and that she could literally take out the Avengers if she wanted to. And you see these iconic battles with some of the biggest names in the Marvel Universe, and you're seeing how this would this goes down for this round. Mm-hmm. And I think it has a solid story behind it. We take a little while to get there fully, but I but it's not a fault. It's just you have the big box office moments in the beginning. Yep. And then it's kind of like, okay, now we're getting to the middle act, and this is where you really start getting the development. I just think like the Vox Supreme could have had a little bit more going on with the character, like throughout, but it didn't really it didn't take away too much for me for the story. It was a it was honestly it's a, a villain of the week kind yeah. of idea that yeah. that wasn't fleshed out. Yeah. But nevertheless, it's still a great story if you're looking for a fun Avengers story. It does move very fast. Mm-hmm. It's a very solid read. Artwork is solid. Oh. Writing is great. Did you get an Omac vibe off of her black and red suit? A little bit. First thing I saw when I saw it. Sorry, I, I'm dipping into DC tonight. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's it's a great comic book week, so we can definitely talk a little oh, bit yeah. about that. Oh, my God. But I think overall, this is definitely a, a book that you want to go check out of the local comic shops where you're at. Uh, so you definitely want to make sure as you're heading into new comic book day 
swing by the trade paperbacks, go check that out, and uh, let us know what you think about it on the social medias. Because right there above Tom is the find your local comic shop locator. So definitely use that if you need to. And definitely hit us up on our social medias and let us know what you're checking out. But before we get out of here, like we touched upon, it's new comic book day. So we'll start with Matt. Matt, what's your recommendations this week at the comic shop? Oh, yeah, we got a lot, man. DC had themselves a week starting off with a brand new run from our very own disgruntled Englishman, John Constantine. Uh, So we got Hellblazer Dead in America. Issue one is out and it's very cool. Like one thing that DC really does well is their horror style comics. And uh, this is if you're a fan of John Constantine, that's what it is here. You get some Sandman action in it. You get some really gritty, grimy artwork in it. Um, Everything just feels dirty in a good way. Uh, The story is pretty pretty creepy and we're, we're going towards something pretty exciting here uh so that would be my pick aside from that uh my other favorite comic book would be kill your darlings from image comics i can't say it enough it's my favorite comic book out from image right now this is issue five we're not too deep yet not too far out check it out i promise you you're gonna love it so those are my two recommendations this week all right tom gi joe yeah, G.I. Joe 3 is coming out uh, tomorrow. Um, after the big, huge three-year hiatus, and if you notice, we have already covered uh, 301 and 302. we got 303 coming out tomorrow. Uh, three fantastic covers. Personally, I like the B variant, just saying, although the C variant with Dr. Mindbender, really nice, really fun. Uh, I mean, just 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 look. I mean, it's so pretty. Just look and, at it. Just yeah. look at just it. Look just, at it. Just, just look at it. And, you know, again, after that big, huge three-year hiatus, to finally pick up where we left off, uh, you know, it's just it. There's there's no wrong right now. It's just a wonderful time to be alive. I love it. It is. Well, everything Skybound Entertainment's doing. Oh my god! Right now with the GI Joe. Well, I should say the Energon universe. Yes. Even though GI Joe three hundred three is kind of separated from that. There's a crowbar separation. Yeah. There, there's a cobra separation. But it's still a great series like since they came back it's really picked up right where it left off Mm -hmm. and it's been a non-stop action ride it's everything that you love about gi joe is there and then we get into the energon universe which is do that on purpose gi joe was there yes indeed (laughs) because this week at the comic shops too cobra commander number one number one yeah and this is joshua williamson andrea molina and this is something like we touched upon the Energon universe that they're doing at Skybound Entertainment, Void Rivals, Transformers, which might be the best comic at the shops right now. And they've now spiraled that into Duke. And then this series coming out now, giving you the insights of the most villainous Cobra of them all, Cobra Commander. Joshua Williamson, I mean, what can you say about him? He's absolutely crushing it right now. And then some. Yeah, every single book that he's he's doing, Batman and Robin, Dark Ride. Duke, which Duke was an amazing debut. Oh my god! <laughs> like to to put it mildly, I mean it had it had some rock and roll in it, literally. I mean there, <laughs> there is a lot of amazing things in that book, and definitely I want to hear a lot of feedback tomorrow too when everybody's picking this up at the comic shops because this is going to be I I have the feeling it's going to be one that fans are going to be talking about because obviously Energon Universe is crushing it right now and that's the other great thing about having the two different G.I. Joe runs you know if you're a fan of the 80s Joes that's what you're going to get in 303 but if you want something new and deeper and darker and and 
I don't know, visceral. I don't know if visceral. More. <clears throat> it's just got. It's got balls. Acts a punch, man. No, no, it's got balls. Well, I say everything they've been doing with the Energon universe. If you have never picked up a GI Joe or Transformer comic, now is the perfect time to get in because they're doing some of the best work in comics all around. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking for more comic reviews, you see that nice QR code right out there on the screen starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on nerdinitiative.com. The bullpen has you covered on what you need to be picking up at the comic shops, dropping new reviews every half hour on the half hour. It's crazy. And we are actually leading off with Cobra Commander tomorrow. So definitely see what the rest of the bullpen had to say about it. And then we go from there to your favorite publishers. We got so many books coming out. It's going to be a fun one tomorrow. Not this, never not a fun one, but let me just say this. The lineup this week, there's a lot of great things to pick up at the shop. So definitely make sure you're heading out. Go pick up a couple copies. Hit us up on our social medias. Let us know what you're reading because we definitely like having those conversations. We do. And then obviously we'll be kind of rolling into what we're going to be talking about on Turn a Page. But before we get out of here, Matt, why don't you let everybody know what's going on with you and Hops Geeks News? Man, we are uh, we're having ourselves a 2024, folks. And if you're not along for the ride yet, then uh, I please by all means scan this QR code, come hang out with us, because we are going to be in MegaCon uh, in two weeks from now. Actually, I'm going to be flying out to MegaCon February 1st through 4th. We got a couple panels lined up there, and it uh, looks like I'm going to be at AwesomeCon running some press action, and then I should have a panel and running some press action the week after awesome con at galaxy con richmond uh so the nerd initiative team we're doing a lot of cool stuff we have an echo spoiler filled review out on both nerd initiative youtube and our own youtube and then we did some echo comic book origins as well check all that stuff out uh lauren and i are, are, are doing a lot of fun things and uh we're we can't wait to get together it's it's not so often that we get to get together we've been doing this podcast for almost four years and uh i'm pretty pumped man as you should be, man. Congratulations to you on the on the press awards. Like I say, if you're at a con and you're not bumping into Matt and Lauren, you're doing it wrong. So definitely make sure to stop over, say hi to them, go get some swag, take some pictures. It'll be it'll be a good time. Just yes. putting that out there because I know that they got some stuff lined up. I can't talk about. And uh, I mean, maybe we'll have to get a, a MegaCon preview uh, from you guys on here. Ooh, think so. That out there, airing the karma in the world, Tom. What's going on with you and everything at Off the Cuff? Uh, well, right now, I mean, obviously, I'm still doing all the comic book reviews and everything. But did you see what uh, what, what was on the Book of Faces today? No. We actually had an anniversary outside of everything in Nerd Initiative. It's been four years since we've done, done the Crisis Review. Oh, my God. <laughs> it has been four years since you and I started doing this together. Nice. Hell, yeah, guys. Congrats. <laughs> wow. No, you're... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been four freaking years. Holy! <laughs> All right, mind is just blown right now. Um, yeah, I, I got him. I got him, everybody. I got him. <laughs> that is very rare to do, but yeah. But aside from that, um, I only have one con coming up so far this year. I'll be at Syracuse Collectors Con, uh, emceeing the Power Rangers panel. Um, and I know I also have something coming up next month, hopefully, with, uh, you know, I can just, all I can say right now, you can never have too much pink power. Holla. Stay tuned. Dot, dot, dot. And like I said, everything for Tom was up on the QR code. Uh, for me, 
He's speechless. I, I am speechless, but it's only for a rare time because, folks, we are professionals. We do this live. Uh, anything and everything is the ODPH you can find there on the QR code. New episode is dropping tomorrow as uh, we are recording. So due to the inclement weather, if I can put that out there, uh, tonight's recording was a little scrapped. But fear not, we still have some stuff coming. Uh, plus, we have an interview dropping later this week, which uh, has an old friend of the show swinging by. Mm, it's massive. Yes, it is very massive. So if you want to find out what's going on with that, make sure you're dropping that subscribe and follow. And also make sure you're doing that for Nerd Initiative YouTube because chances are that's making its way to the channel. Along with more creators swinging through. What about one from the top rope? Hmm. Maybe. Wrestling Nightline! Well, I was going to get to that, because obviously I can't leave without giving a shout-out to our guy in the chair. Guy in the chair. Yes. Guy in the chair. The guy in the chair. Rich is going to be bringing you everything going on with the land of pro wrestling every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Nerd Initiative, YouTube, and streaming services. This week's episode, oh, we got a lot to talk about, and it's the Brody Awards, too, honoring the best in pro wrestling, so the votes have been all tallied up. Uh, some surprises, I would say. Uh, taking an early look at who won. So that's going to be some fun conversation going on. Uh, the write-ins were very interesting. I, I had no say over that. Yeah. No, you kind of tipped your hand at, at your, your ballot, <laughs> sir. I did see that. <laughs> it did make me laugh, I got to admit. But if you want to find out what's going on there, it's simple. It's that's very, very easy. You click on that QR code, and that'll take you right to everything you need to know for Wrestling Night Live. And a lot more things are coming from the land of pop culture positivity because we have a lot of programming that's coming on that we can't talk about right now. But but trust me, we have plans in the works. And that's all I can really say right now. Money but the easiest way to find out what's going on. Yes. The easiest way to find out what's going on is click on that QR code, sign up for the newsletter. That is going to have a lot of information going on of what Nerd Initiative is up to for the start of 2024. And there, there's a lot. Like, I just, I don't want to spoil anything. It's only January. I know. It it's scary about January. how much is coming. Like, that's, the, <laughs> to put it in perspective, like, I don't think anybody realizes how much is coming. It's a wicked big year, dudes. It is. I mean, and we're just getting started, too. So if you want to get on board, now is the perfect time to see what is going on with, you know, the re-up, if you will, so to speak of what is what is happening here at the channel and on all the socials as well. Oh my god. It's 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 yeah. It's the domino effect is in effect right now and it's just going to keep going and going and going and building and snowballing and dominoes and snowballs and Captain Marvels and overgrown she-hulkies like it yeah, we're there, man. Mm -hmm. And then because we are contractually obligated, get the merch. Yes, you have to go get the merch. Right there on the QR code. Good job, man. Go support Nerd Initiative by wearing or sharing the Nerd Initiative wear everywhere that you go. Obviously, we got stickers. We got... Oh, look at that hat right there. This could be you. Exactly. That could be you. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like me the way I like me. Well, don't worry. We have something lined up for you, Tom. Oh, God. Oh, it's coming. Oh, <laughs> just you wait. But if you want to find out what's going on there, simple nerdinitiative.com will have your hookup for everything and anything that you need for pop culture positivity. And as always, make sure to follow the checklist on the way out the door. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Click on that bell icon for notifications and tap that like button to let the bosses know that you liked what you saw here tonight. And definitely share it with a friend, share it with a fr uh, another friend, and keep 
on rolling because we want to keep those numbers going up and definitely have those conversations with you each and every Tuesday night like we always do because as we like to end the show, when you're at the comic shops and you have a great issue in your hands, such like Captain Marvel, The Last Avenger, and you see somebody struggling to pick something up, hand yours off to them. Tell them to turn a page. See you next week. Go Pack Go.